welcome back to another Food for Thought, and this time it's kind of inspired by my my uh, lack of uh, by my lack of information, and we're talking about the uh, the great sport of hockey. And when you think of hockey, you know Canada comes to mind right away. Even though the only time I Michael, I got to be honest with you. The only time I really watch hockey myself is I is I watch it during the Olympics because I like the Olympic hockey for some reason. I guess because the season's not you know twelve months long. Um, mm-hmm. But I really know nothing about hockey. And Michael Parks, pipe maker, Canadian, and uh, Michael. First of all, thanks for coming on and doing this. But uh, you you started playing hockey as a kid, right? Well, first, thanks for having me on the show again, Brian. This is great. And yeah, yeah. Oh, my uh, my dad strapped skates onto me. I was uh, four years old. <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I actually had the skates that had the double blades. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen those. No, tell me about the kids. them. Well, uh, rather than a single blade, it's two blades side by each. So you're more like walk on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So not a lot of turning, but those but those double blades help you kind of stand up, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Get used to that feeling of uh, sliding along. Yeah. So what is a I I grew up in Los Angeles, and there's little league baseball, and there was Pop Warner football, and then there was little park rec leagues for basketball. I'm I'm assuming in Canada, did you play in like a youth league hockey? Yeah, hockey league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was four. I was playing on a team, just that uh, a uh, oh house league we call it. So sort of a standard level team, and I was five years old. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and then the next year, I'm not sure how that works exactly. How someone could be on a rep team when they're six but but i was <laughs> i was on the team and yeah we played a lot of hockey so what was your i mean as a six-year-old what was your normal day like you'd go to school all during the day and then you'd have hockey in the in the evenings yeah yeah and you know so i played a lot of hockey until i was 18 and that would have been oh three nights a week and that, I would say, yeah, on average, I'd shoot three three nights a week. And that would be, um, oh, when would that start? Well, my dad would make me do, you know, yeah, yeah. you can hear that I don't still play hockey. My dad yeah. would make me do uh, <laughs> hockey camp for the last two weeks in August, and uh, tryouts would begin. So then I would do tryouts to, to get onto the team in September, and the league would kick off, and then normally things would wrap up, March, April. So, I mean, these are this was serious stuff because there were tryouts to. Would that put you in what qual? You know, in different different levels of a league depending on how you did at the tryouts. Yeah, yeah. I think in those days here, I'm not sure just how it's structured today, but in those days here, there was uh, there'd be an entry level, a standard level house league, and then there'd be a maybe a single or double A. You know, depending on where you lived, I don't know that both single and double were available. So it'd be sort of an in-between. And then there'd be what was then called AAA or the rep. And uh, 
so that was the team I would go for. Um, and yeah, I don't know how many kids would try out from memory. Maybe a hundred. I don't know. Um, exactly. But your team, I think boils down to 17 players. Yeah. Three lines of five and two goalies, 17 players. Okay, now you now now you got to teach me. I understand what the goalie is. That's the guy that stands there in the net, or in what do they call it, the crease or something like that, and stops the puck from yeah. coming in, right? And no one's sure if a goalie is just lazy or crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you should really get the fattest kid possible and put him in the goal, and that helps block more space. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now you're now you're talking about five. Lines. What's a line? Uh, three lines. Five players. A line is, uh, well, a line, um, how would you say that, represents players on the ice, not including the goalie. So your goalie, he's just there, and you have a backup goalie on the bench. But at any time on the ice, you know, if there have been no penalties or anything, uh, generally speaking, you have five players three forwards and two defense. And then your forwards are uh, left and right wingers. They're on the sides and your center. Okay. And it's like the center. Is that like the, uh, the captain of the, of the line or the, or the best player? Not always. Um, but, but in, in, in like oftentimes, yeah, because the center, like the way the positions play you know i remember someone telling me about ring at one time this girl i like a long time ago in grade school she was a ring at player and it blew my mind because in ring at they actually you know they played on ice with hockey sticks that didn't have blades and rings i know that this is really off topic here but but she said the ice was actually sectioned off so they couldn't leave their section of ice uh, and in a way if you think about it you know each position you know be it the left right defense or the or the wingers or the center they all sort of have their zones to cover you know and the center though is the is the real in between or go between the center is the one who is yeah always is always coming back to help out but then is always supposed to be at the forefront of the rushes down to the opponent's uh, net as well so they really cover a lot of ice and so oftentimes your center is the captain of the team too. Okay. They do a lot of skating. Yeah. And then you'll have, then you'll have like uh, two complete backup lines on the bench. So you'd, you'd have a first line, a second line and a third line. Yeah. And then you'd play in shifts. So, and that's your, your coaches, they call you off when, when they want to do a shift change. And so you get out there and, and bust it for, Oh, couple minutes one two maybe three minutes and then the idea is when there's an opening or an availability you you change so you know i would skate to the bench and then like and i, I played defense i played left defense so i you know when the the puck was down in the the other end of the ice that's when it'd be quite easy for me to do a change so i would i'd go off and then my replacement would jump out all right, so they wouldn't they wouldn't replace the entire line. They might replace individuals out of it, well, or the on, or the that's entire. On the fly. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's on the fly. But when like when play stops, like when the whistle's blown, play stops. Be it uh, 
icing or offside, one of these reasons that the, the referees blow the whistle to stop play, they'll do a shift change then often too. Okay, now you brought up a point that I got that I just don't understand. What is icing? Icing is if the puck see there's there are two rules. There's there's one where you right, you can't pass okay, the, the ice before icing there's the other rule where you you know, if I was the defenseman and I was in, in my end <clears throat> behind the blue line, because the lines are important, right? The red line, the main center red line at the middle of the of the rink, <clears throat> and then there are two blue lines, uh, equidistant from the red line, and the blue lines represent sort of the boundary of of either you know a team's end of the rink, and then where the the, the net is, the net the what is the front of the net is equal to. The, the icing line and there's also the crease of the net. So icing is if someone is behind the uh, center line and they shoot the puck all the way into the other end. And so it crosses the center line, crosses the blue line, crosses that line at the, at the, uh, at the net. And then I don't think it has to hit the boards. I think it just has to cross that line. Okay. And if the puck travels across those three lines and no one, uh, uh, a teammate of yours, has not got the puck or touched the puck yet, that's called icing. And so it's they stop play and then bring the, uh, the, the puck where they drop the puck. They, they bring the, the, uh, the face off. They bring it back into your zone. Okay, so you're not just allowed to be on the other end of the ice and willy-nilly slap shot all the way across the rink without without this face-off thing. Right, that'll stop play. Okay. Now, so what's offsides? <clears throat> Offside is if say it's, you know, say it's our team and we're heading into our opponent's end and you've got the puck and you want to pass it to me. But if I cross their blue line without the puck, that's, and then you cross the blue line with the puck, that's icing. It's as, it's if the, I guess, uh, is that the, uh, the enforcing team or whatever you want to, or whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> cross the blue line without the puck. Okay, so the puck has to, if you're on offense with the puck, then the puck has to cross the blue line before any of your other before any of your teammates do. Right. And so that would be uh, that would be a whistleblown and that would be another face off. And those face offs occur on the there's like another set of kind of face off points on the side and they occur on the sides, uh, right at the blue line. See I like as a as a skater, you know, if you guys were if, if you and I were, were breaking into to the opponent's end there and I did cross the blue line first, that wouldn't be an automatic um, offside if you didn't cross. But if you cross then, then it would because one player has gone over and then the puck. If the puck doesn't go over, I could still circle into their ends and come back out. Okay, so it's only if you get the puck then, but if you go across and come back out and the puck comes over, then everybody's fine. Yeah, 
So that's what they do sometimes. You'll see them where the, the players, like if one player's got too far ahead, they'll sort of like stop and straddle the line and skate across the line and not <laughs> go into the zone, waiting for the puck to cross first, and then they go in. See, I mean, this is I, – I know the NFL – so, you know, one of these days, if you want to talk NFL rules, I can help you with that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. hockey moves so dang fast that I'm not sure what happens half the time. Um, when 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 you guys are when when you guys are banging each other against the against the boards, when does that become when does that become wrong? Because so far, every hockey thing I've ever seen, it looks like it's okay and the crowd cheers. Well, I can say, like, body checking became right when we were, I think, 13, 14. And, and that's when we started contact hockey and you could hit people. There are a couple of rules to that, too. You couldn't charge people, meaning... You couldn't take more than, oh, I don't remember exactly. It's, I think, more than two or three strides. So you couldn't take a run at somebody, you know, like a dozen dozen strides and really build up steam and just and nail them. You only uh, permitted a couple. And then there are rules with the hitting. Like you're allowed to bump into people in contact hockey. Uh, and you're able to push them around in all this. I think if you get too rough and you push them over and they don't have the puck well then that's that's a penalty uh and then when you hit them you can't hit anybody from behind that's something you got to be really careful of especially in the end end zones you know along the boards people get hit from behind and get get cranked into the boards it's not so good so first you got to be really good on ice skates before you do this and then you got to run around there as fast as you can uh, and then you gotta, and and then you gotta get physical with people while you're on ice skates. And the real thing is, if you're someone who is uh, skating, uh, say uh, say I was the defenseman because this happened to me, and my wingers, and I've got the puck in my my end zone, but we're leaving the end zone. So the opponents, maybe there's one opponent on me, maybe not, but my my forwards are all breaking out to try, you know, to head down the ice. And so I got to get them the puck. I got to make sure it gets to them before they cross, of course, the, the blue line. But the real problem is the whole telegraph pass where, you know, I see the guy and the guy's looking backwards at me, waiting for me to pass. And if there's a lot of time there and everybody else sees it, well, maybe I do pass him the puck and maybe it does reach his stick. But if he hasn't been paying attention, the defenseman who's defending their end zone, he'll cream them. <laughs> so you really gotta have you really gotta be aware. You know, there's a lot of momentum on skates and you don't wanna be running into somebody or them to be running into you when you're not ready for it. <clears throat> Are there set plays that the that the coach may yell out to you where you know where people are gonna go and kind of stuff like that, hopefully? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we did so much of that. That was practice. You know, we'd practice, say, twice a week and, and on, on the ice for a game once. And so everybody had their places they should be at, at any given time. Um, a, a, like a real standard one is if you're trying to break into, uh, like if the forwards are trying to, to get into the other end, the opponent's end, 
and the defense are there, maybe the center's back helping out too, and there's no real way they seem they can get in, they can dump the puck. They can shoot it over the blue line as long as none of the center, say, and the other winger, if you're a winger, hasn't crossed the blue line. They dump it into the zone, and then they break around and try and make something happen in the corners. That's a good one. Hey, so that, so there's a lot more to it than just go out there, slide around, and and hit people. Um, yeah, I, I've seen you in person. You have all your teeth. Uh, did you ever get hurt pretty good? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I broke my wrist once. I broke my wrist once. Um, beyond that, not too bad. Oh, one time. My grandpa, he'd hardly come out to the hockey games, right? And there was this <laughs> tournament we were playing somewhere, and he came that weekend. And we'd started body checking. And, and actually, body checking was, was what I was good at. I wasn't really a goal scorer, I, being a defenseman. And I had a hard slap shot that was all over the place. But <laughs> I could body check really quite well. And uh, so I was going to show off for my grandpa. And it was just, I don't know, you know those guys were built kind of like tanks? Maybe <laughs> they're not massive, but they're just like solid it just yeah anyway this guy he was like their center comes ripping around behind my net and i'm there and he's there and the puck's there and we both know we're gonna have like the body checking kind of contest thing and i'm like i got this and he laid me out man i clearly remember the pain and seeing stars which actually is probably not good that's i guess <laughs> approaching concussion territory but that was a very memorable time yeah <laughs> Now you're you're kind of you're kind of a tall guy. Were you a tall kid too? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, not overly, but uh, yeah, I guess I've I've been this height. I've been this height since I was about yeah fifteen, sixteen. So you, you so see, I'm tall. so you had to have like you know compared to some of the fifteen and sixteen year old kids you were playing against, you had to have much longer arms and legs than them, and probably not a lot of meat to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole body checking thing is timing. That's where to do the big open ice hits. That's all about timing, and so you just have to use your speed and then really sort of go all in and and then you know if you hit them just right it's physics right yeah. you get them just right even if they're heavier than you you can still topple them <clears throat> but uh yeah no that's that's the thing you get some pretty strong fellows out there or just some really big dudes <laughs> no matter how hard you try to bounce off yeah and i would imagine your legs would become fairly well developed from all the skating and you know, the burst of the the burst back and forth in different directions. You you get some pretty developed legs. Oh yeah, yeah. We used to skate a lot. Yeah. And did you wear what? You, did you have a helmet with a full face mask or and pads and all that stuff? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the full gear. I, I like more so than the pros where there is the full face mask. Um, other than that, it's it's the same. So there's a, quite a lot of equipment, really. You know, your your skates, and then your shin pads, and your pants, and God forbid you forget your jock and, uh, <laughs> and shoulder pads, and elbow pads. <clears throat> yeah, actually, on my uh, on, I still have my my old helmet from when from those days, and with the uh, the face mask on it, 
and literally the side that was my body checking side, so like my right side of my face, and actually on the shoulder pad, the right shoulder, because that's I dropped the right shoulder. The shoulder pad, the the plates are all cracked, and the mask is all <laughs> dented in and rusted on the one side. <laughs> Those are my glory days. Yeah. yeah. The other side hardly used, but the but the right side got a good abuse. Yeah, it got some time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you were growing up, who was, what was your team? Did you have any favorite players? You mean, who did I follow? Yeah. Well, let's see. When I was growing up. Well, in those days, the Leafs, that would have been uh, oh, the, the Wendell Clark, Doug Gilmore days. So those guys were great. And, and then I think it was I think it was a considerably later. Well, not considerably, but well, a little bit later. That Sundin, the the Sundin years in Toronto, and so he was an example of a captain. Actually, just you asked before about the shift changes and all that. Yeah. The thing you know you see it in the pros. It's amazing. It really is amazing. Like so, Sundin, in, when he was playing for Toronto, and he'd be captain and he'd be center, he'd just stay on the ice. Like, they wouldn't take him off, you know. <laughs> and the number of minutes, like, some of those individual high players put in in a, in a single game is, like, really high. It's really incredible fitness, you know. Yeah, because not only do you have to be fast, you have to be physical. And it's just nonstop from what I've seen. I mean, there's no <laughs> – doesn't seem to be a lot of timeouts in hockey. No, no. Okay, you can you can coast though. You can glide on skates, so that does the momentum helps that way. I can't even stand up on skates. I'm not coasting. I'm sorry. My, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. My athletic prowess comes with standing up, and that's about it. So coasting, sure, but the but the hockey rink is. It, I mean, it's not that big. It's what. It, just a little bit bigger than a traditional NBA basketball court? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the comparison. And, and I don't have any numbers for the size of the hockey rink. I think the Olympic rinks are bigger. I know that. But, uh, yeah, it's not exactly. No, it's not that big. Like in practice, practice is the worst, right? When it was just your team and yeah. it put you on the ice and make everybody line up. <clears throat> Uh, the one we would do, which is really common, you know, everybody would line up on the, the red line at the end of your zone. So, you know, online with your goalie net, right? And you'd have to go to the first blue line, back to the line, center line back, next blue line back, all the way to the other end and back. <laughs> like full tilt. The coach would make everybody race. And then, you know, whoever was last always got yelled at, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, it's... Uh, a lot of skating, yeah. Um, any particular reason why you decided not to keep playing hockey after after you turned 18 and didn't have to? Well, I, I played for fun after that. And not that I wasn't playing for fun before, but um, why I didn't... I actually, I had, uh, I had offers to play more competitively, um, what's called junior. I... Again, talking about my glory days, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had uh, like five five offers to play junior. Um, those, although I, they were not for junior A, which is sort of the highest level. It was like, a, I think it's what they call tier 2A now. I'm not totally sure. 
But I, I just wasn't headed there. I ended up going to university and literally took fine art. Um, and I just, you know, to at that point, things would have had to have changed. Like I was still a high school punk and, and things would have had to have changed. Um, there would have been a, an exercise program, like a weightlifting program. And in a lot of ways it would have been good, but there would have been a lot of ice time. And then the games themselves change, you know, you're, you've got your, your team and you're on the buses, you know, heading from, from town to town that are further away. It's a, a real commitment. And I just wasn't, I just didn't see that as, uh, as the future. So for me, so I didn't. <clears throat> yeah. And I, and I would kind of imagine a, at that level of semi pro, that's kind of like in the, in major league baseball where there's all these farm teams and you got thousands of players that are playing at this farm level and only 500 positions up in the big leagues. So it's kind of a rare shot yeah. to make it anyway. I actually think it's a step below that. Um, <laughs> I think um, I was, uh, for example, I used to play in one town and then I moved to kind of the next town over. So I played for a different team. And um, so when I was 17, 18, I was actually the captain of my team and I was a defenseman. Um, I wasn't a captain because I was a goal scorer. I think because it doesn't really matter. I was captain. So I was proud of that. and That was cool. But um, on the one team we would play when we played against Oshawa, The captain of that team was a guy, Sean Thornton, who, well, he's retired now, actually. Um, And so he, after that year, he then went and played junior, junior A. He also put on like 30 pounds of muscle and became an enforcer. (laughs) And uh, from there, he played junior A for a couple of years. And then he got drafted by the Leafs, and that sent him out east. Uh, onto one of, I don't know if there are multiple, but uh, one of the, the Leafs farm teams. So maybe that's semi-pro. He was on the farm team, technically drafted by the Leafs, never actually played at Maple Leaf Gardens or, or the Arcana Center there. <laughs> and from there, I do know that he did end up going to play pro. So now you know you're old when the people that you played with in youth league stuff are mm-hmm. now old and retired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, because I'm I'm trying to yeah I guess so. This would have been in like the early '90s, mid '90s when when you uh, decided art school was more your thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What the? Oh, I'm I'm not good with the years that way. So if I'm 43 and 18, what does that do? 43 to 18. I'm sorry. There's no math on this show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No math allowed. 25 years ago. Yeah. 95. Yeah. 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 And if it wasn't for you going to art school, uh, you would have never probably thought of making a pipe or smoking a pipe. So kind of worked out for us, I guess. Actually, no, I will not making a pipe probably. Yeah. But, uh, I, I had started smoking a bit. I, I used to smoke a cigar from time to time. And my grandfather was a pipe smoker. I think I've mentioned that on one of the other uh, episodes before. And, and so I, I, was, I was into it a bit already, actually. But really getting into making them. And yeah, yeah. And the things that, that go along with that, that came through art school for sure. So just back to hockey for one more, one more question. Because, you know, here in the 
Here in the U.S., in parks and stuff like that, there's basketball. Uh, yeah, there, there's basketball courts that you can go down to and just kind of hang out. And if other people show up, you do a pickup basketball game. Was was mm-hmm. when you were growing up, were there pickup hockey rinks where you could just take your gear and go down there and see who was hanging out and just you know start a game or? Oh yeah, yeah, and and there still are. You know, I was on. Um, Oh, this year in the, in the winter, I was on the um, the GO train headed into Toronto, and some of the parks have uh, outdoor rinks with lighting, and it's and people go and play, and we had a lot of that. You know, when I actually when I was at school, um, my neighbor, he's uh, his son went to a grade school in that town, and the grade school was just down the street, and the neighbor was in charge of making the rink. It was really cool. So. He was cool, and I'd go with him, and we'd, we'd go and get um, a giant fireman's hose, right? And we literally flooded and made a giant rink, and it was meant for just that. It was a pickup rink. And, <laughs> yeah, we played. And, uh, did you have, like, a little pickup a Zamboni that you'd go out there and smooth it out with? <laughs> well, no, that's the thing, right? So the ice gets, gets pretty trashed. So, like, what people do, like, in, the, in that case, he had a pump in the hose right there, Um that's the thing. Like there, you know, I'm realizing talking to you now, I've played like a lot in the summers. Some people would play lacrosse or soccer, but, uh, I get it. I'd end up, I played a few seasons of ball hockey in the summers and then <laughs> road hockey was huge, right? Like I played road hockey from the beginning and we used old roller skates cause it was, this is predates, uh, roller blades. <clears throat> So we'd, we'd use roller skates and with a uh, tennis ball, and we had the nets on the road. We did tons of that. So and that's then there would be yeah pickup games as well. So you just go out onto the street in front of your in in the neighborhood and just take it over and hit the tennis ball back and forth at each other. Oh, tons of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. That, that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, uh, now that you're in your 40s are you a little more careful when you're on skates or have you have you not been on skates in a long time (laughs) i was playing pickup not too long ago but it's been a few years it's been a couple of years and yeah yeah definitely a little more cautious you know uh the pickup i was playing we didn't bother with our face masks but uh oh yeah keep the helmet on that's for sure you know (laughs) You got to keep those teeth in place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. the keep the teeth. Yeah. All right, so I'll tell you my only experience with an NHL game was I was in Tampa, Florida and the company that I was with had some box tickets and they went we we went to this game and I guess it was a good game because there ended up where they had to stop play cuz there was blood on the ice and everybody in the stands was excited. So that's that's my experience with nhl hockey so um but uh yeah michael this has been this has been fun and i appreciate you uh taking time away from making pipes to come on and talk hockey with us thanks brian yeah reliving some memories yeah it's now that you say it there's been i realize you know you're saying it there's been uh, a lot of hockey all the time as kids growing up. Literally just the other day, I saw some kids around the corner playing street hockey. It really is common here. I, I, I never thought of it before. 
Sounds like some great times and some great stories. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. Well, back to work. Thanks, Brian. Good talking to you. You too. Uh, thanks for the education. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Savinelli, Cornell and Deal, Missouri Mearsham, and SmokingPipes.com. And that's been Food for Thought.